Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Hello everyone and welcome to Jesus Stories. This is the podcast which tells the stories of the life and teachings of Jesus. We do it without preaching, but we do it in an informal, informative, and interesting way. I'm your storyteller. I'm George Taylor. In our last episode, Jesus was arrested and taken away from the Garden of Gethsemane. This occurs in the middle of the night. And with no rest, Jesus is then whisked off to be questioned and tried, still in the middle of the night. We're going to walk through those questionings and trials in today's Jesus Stories episode. But I need to remind you that these Jesus Stories come to you because you choose to support us, both in prayer and in your wallet. Have you joined in this effort yet? I would encourage you to check out the ways to support us on our website, jesusstories.info. You click on the Support This Podcast item in the menu to find out how to support us with a one-time donation or maybe even a small monthly amount that's easy to budget. All the information's there. Don't forget, if you donate, you'll have access to Jesus Stories Extras. These are additional episodes of Jesus Stories, which explain more of what Jesus is trying to teach us. If you support us in prayer, I'd love to hear from you. You can email us or DM us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All our links are on the website, jesusstories.info. That's jesusstories.info. As we said, Jesus is whisked off in the middle of the night to his first questioning. 
This is by the high priest Annas. Now, Annas is not currently the official high priest. He was deposed by the Roman authorities. His son-in-law, Caiaphas, is the official high priest. But since under Jewish law, the high priest's office was an appointment for life, Annas still wielded considerable influence in the Jewish community. And he becomes the first one to examine Jesus. Where did this middle-of-the-night examination occur? Well, it's at the home of Annas. It's not even an official hearing. It's the Jewish leader's method for trying to figure out how to handle the disposition of this Jesus, this troublemaker. While Jesus is inside the home of Annas, there's a crowd outside in the courtyard. Among those in the crowd are Peter and another disciple. Now, we have no idea who that other disciple is. We just know that he was acquainted with Annas and helped Peter gain entrance into the courtyard. A woman who was watching the gate asked Peter, You're not one of that man's disciples, are you? Peter replies, No, I am not. Peter's first denial, predicted by Jesus, has just happened. Inside the house, Annas asked Jesus about his followers and what Jesus had been teaching. Well, Jesus replies, Everyone knows what I teach. I've preached regularly in the synagogues and the temple where the people gather. I've not spoken in secret. Why are you asking me these questions? Ask those who heard me. They know what I said. Now, Jesus is telling Annas that his teaching has indeed been public. People know what he said and taught. So he invites Annas to bring witnesses to his teaching. And actually, Jewish law required witnesses to be questioned before a prisoner was questioned. Jesus was inviting Annas to bring those required witnesses to testify to his teaching. This infuriates one of the temple guards, who slaps Jesus across the face. Is that any way to talk to the high priest? And Jesus calmly responds, If I said anything wrong, you must prove it. But if I'm speaking the truth, why are you beating me? Annas cannot find any evidence for charging Jesus, so he sends Jesus, still bound, to his high priest's son-in-law, Caiaphas. We're still probably in the wee hours of the morning at this time. So Peter follows at a distance. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard, and they gather around it. Peter joins them. A servant girl notices Peter and stares at him. And finally she says, this man was one of Jesus' followers. And Peter denies it. Woman, I don't even know him. Meanwhile, inside Caiaphas' home, the leading priests and the council, that's the Sanhedrin, are assembled. Now, this could have been as many as 71 members, or maybe it was just a quorum required for the meeting. That would have been 23. Jewish law required that the Sanhedrin meet during the day, but here we are in the wee hours of the morning. One commentator suggests that this is because the Roman authorities conducted their trial just after sunrise. The Sanhedrin would usually wait until after a Roman trial to issue their verdict, but they wanted to deliver Jesus to them for sentencing before the people could change their minds about what they wanted for Jesus, which was execution. Even in the middle of the night, 
The Sanhedrin has witnesses to testify against Jesus. This has obviously been planned. The problem is that the witnesses couldn't agree in their own testimonies. And by Jewish law, when these testimonies conflict, they are invalid. But some did not conflict. They agreed on this one statement. Well, they kind of agreed. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days I will build another made without human hands. And if you don't remember Jesus saying these words, it's because these are not his words. Caiaphas asked Jesus, aren't you going to answer these accusations? And Jesus remains silent. Caiaphas, though, is clever. He puts Jesus under oath, and this requires Jesus to answer him. By the living God, I place you under oath. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. And being under oath, Jesus must respond. He says, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated in the high place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Now, in making this statement, Jesus has told the high priest three things. First, by saying, I am, he's using the same language God used when he told Moses his name in Exodus chapter 3. And remember, this is the phrase which caused the guards to fall back at his arrest last episode. Jesus is equating himself to God, to the high priest, And for the high priest, this alone would have been blasphemous. But Jesus takes it a step further. He quotes from two psalms, which the priests would have equated with the Messiah, when he said, And you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand. He was quoting Psalm 110, verse 1. And his closing quotation, And coming on the clouds of heaven, was from Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 unmistakably clear. Jesus is telling them that he is the Messiah, the Son of God. The high priest is horrified. He tears his clothing. That's a sign of extreme mourning. Why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? And the council cries out, guilty, he deserves to die. The guards in charge of Jesus begin mocking and beating him. They blindfold him and hit him. They mock him by screaming, prophesy to us, tell us who beat you. And they hurled insults at him. Now, back in the courtyard, Peter is also being taunted. Someone comes up to him saying, you've got to be one of them. I hear your Galilean accent. And in response, Peter swears, a curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know the man. Then the rooster crows. Jesus turns and looks at Peter, and Peter remembers Jesus' words, Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. And Peter leaves, weeping bitterly. By now, it is very early morning. The Sanhedrin meet. They conspire to plan for Jesus' death. They consider him guilty, but they can only deliver their verdict in the daylight hours, and that they do. 
Judas, the Judas who betrayed Jesus, realizes that Jesus has been condemned to die. Filled with remorse, a remorse for being caught, he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priests and the elders. I've sinned. I've betrayed an innocent man, he tells them. The leading priests and elders respond, what do we care? That's your problem. Judas throws the coins down in the temple. He goes out and he hangs himself. The priests pick up the coins, noting that it wouldn't be right to put this money in the temple treasury since it was to pay for a murder. They discuss the matter and decide to buy a potter's field, which becomes a cemetery for foreigners. And this was a fulfillment of prophecy spoken by Jeremiah and recorded by Zechariah. The Sanhedrin, meanwhile, take Jesus to the Roman governor, Pilate. While he was considered worthy of death, the Sanhedrin did not hold the power to execute Jesus. Their job would have to be done by their Roman rulers. Pontius Pilate was the ruler sent from Rome to oversee Judea, Idumea, and Samaria, and he came to Palestine about the time of John the Baptist. He primarily handled the administration of money and the collection of taxes, but another duty included approving and carrying out executions of people sentenced by the people's own government, the Sanhedrin. He was not particularly liked in Israel, and Rome, his bosses, were constantly changing the rules. So this man is, as the saying goes, between a rock and a hard place. Had the Sanhedrin brought Jesus to Pilate with this charge of blasphemy, Pilate would not have been interested in the case. So the Sanhedrin must bring charges against Jesus that are political in nature to force Pilate's hand to execute Jesus. So in the coming moments, Jesus will be accused of misleading the nation, forbidding the payment of taxes, and claiming to be king. At the very early hour, Jesus is brought to Pilate's headquarters to be tried there. The Jewish leaders will not go into the headquarters themselves. Doing so would make them unclean and not allow them to celebrate the Passover. So Pilate comes out to them. What is your charge against this man? We wouldn't have handed him over to you if he weren't a criminal. This man has been leading our people astray by telling them not to pay their taxes to the Roman government and by claiming he is the Messiah, a king. Then take him away and judge him by your own law. Only the Romans are permitted to execute someone. Pilate goes back to his headquarters and summons Jesus to be brought to him. Are you the king of the Jews? Are you saying this on your own? Or did others tell you this about me? Do I look like a Jew? Your people and your high priest turned you over to me. What did you do? My kingdom doesn't consist of what you see around you. If it did, my followers would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. But I am not that kind of a king, not the world's kind of king. So are you a king or not? You tell me. Because I am king, I was born and entered the world so that I could witness to the truth. Everyone who cares for truth, who has any feeling for truth, recognizes my voice. What is truth? Now with this, Pilate goes out to address the crowd. I find nothing wrong with this man. 
the leading priests and the elders continue to make their accusations against Jesus. Pilate turns to Jesus and asks if he hears these charges. Jesus doesn't respond to Pilate's surprise. The crowd becomes more insistent. His teaching causes riots everywhere he goes, from Galilee to Jerusalem. Oh, Pilate says, is he a Galilean? When they reply in the affirmative, Pilate sends Jesus to Herod Antipas. Galilee is under Herod's jurisdiction, and Herod was in Rome at the time. We have met Herod Antipas before. He was the one who was responsible for the execution of John the Baptist, which we covered in episode 20. Herod was one of Israel's Roman rulers, and this time he's over Galilee. And he was delighted to see Jesus. He knew of him and wanted to see him perform some miracle. Herod peppers Jesus with questions, but Jesus never answers. All the while, the leading priests and teachers of the law are shouting their accusations. Herod and his soldiers stoop to mocking Jesus. They put a royal robe on him and send him back to Pilate. We learn that this opportunity to meet Jesus has cemented a friendly relationship between Herod and Pilate from then on. Prior to this, they had been enemies. The scene shifts back to Pilate's headquarters. Pilate is sitting in his seat of judgment. He receives a message from his wife. Leave that innocent man alone. I suffered through a terrible dream about him last night. Pilate calls the people together, including the priests and religious leaders and he gives his verdict. You brought this man to me, accusing him of leading a revolt. I have examined him thoroughly on this point in your presence and find him innocent. Herod came to the same conclusion and has sent him back to us. Nothing this man has done calls for the death penalty, so I will have him flogged and then I will release him. Well, that doesn't go so well. During this Passover festival, Rome had a custom to release to the people a prisoner of their choosing, and at this time they were holding a guy named Barabbas, who was a murderer and a revolutionary. Barabbas was the crowd's pick for release that year. The crowd asked for a prisoner, and Pilate says, "'Well, would you like me to release this king of the Jews?' But the leading priests stir up the crowd to demand the release of Barabbas, not Jesus. The crowd roars, kill him and release Barabbas to us. Again, Pilate asks, who do you want me to release? The crowd shouts back, Barabbas. Pilate asks, what do you want me to do with Jesus who is called the Messiah? This crowd is out for blood. Crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? But the crowd just shouts that much louder. Crucify him! Pilate argues with them. He wants to release Jesus, but they kept shouting him down. Crucify him! Crucify him! And again, Pilate demands, Why? What has he done? I find no reason to execute him. I'll have him flogged and released to you. The mob becomes louder and more insistent, demanding crucifixion, and they ultimately prevail. With that noisy exchange, we'll end today's Jesus Stories episode. Jesus has endured six trials, three by Jewish leaders 
and three by Roman authorities. But there is more to come for a man who has been found both guilty and not guilty, depending on who you ask. We'll talk about that in our next Jesus Stories episode. These Jesus Stories come to you because you choose to support us, both with prayer and from your wallet, and we appreciate this. This podcast reaches an average of 2,000 people per month from all across the globe, but it takes money to pay for a website, to have a host for the audio, and of course for production. If you're not supporting us, would you consider a donation to make this outreach possible? You just visit our website, jesusstories.info, and click on Support This Podcast in the menu. You'll find out how to help us there. If you're new to this podcast, let me encourage you to return to episode one and hear the story of Jesus from the beginning. You'll find all the episodes in your podcast player or on our website, jesusstories.info. On your podcast player, I invite you to rate and review us. Your word about these stories is spread by those rating and reviews, and they also spread when you tell your friends and your family and maybe even some complete strangers about us. Go to the website, jesusstories.info. Click on Share This Podcast to find out how. Next time, We'll find that this story of the trial of Jesus is not through. Only now it's not a legal trial. It becomes a physical trial. Join us next time for a very difficult but very important episode. We'll see you then. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.